Welcome to the Elijah Fire Podcast, where we jump into issues of today with faith and freedom instead of fear. And now here's your host, Jeff Tharp. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to Elijah Fire, episode 385. Now, I recognize that yesterday I said it was episode 383, not that it matters, and then I meant to correct myself, and then I never did. Uh, so those of you who really hang on every word I say, uh, including the episode number, are super confused right now, which I don't think is any of you. So uh, I think we're good. But today is episode 385, 15 episodes until episode four. Hundo. I meant what I said, that you guys can give us suggestions. We've had a couple of ones, a couple of interesting ones, and we have a couple of fun ideas ourselves. But, uh, you know, I want to hear uh, if you guys have any ideas for episode 400 and uh, we'll see if we can accommodate or maybe it's the one that's so grandiose. We go, this is not an episode 400 idea. This is more like an episode 600 idea. So, uh, we, you know, we'll see. But um, late on us, guys, you can let us know. Um, you can uh, DM us on Instagram. You can write us on Facebook, um, write us a message on Facebook. Uh, you can comment. Uh, please follow us on Spotify. Uh, Elijah Fire Podcast on Spotify. Uh, we, uh, Mariah does a great job by the next morning. She uploads whatever episode. So this episode will show up by tomorrow morning, which is Friday, February 9th. Uh, but today's the eighth. Also, I wanted to remind you guys that we, uh, are uploading our next, we've been converting all of our teaching series into podcast form. We're catching up so that once we dive back into the teaching series, uh, which you guys love, we love, uh, that the the podcast end of things is going to reflect a little bit more. We were just delayed by a long time. So we're catching up, but the next one that will be showing up on February 10th, that's Saturday, all four episodes of Ivana Tia's fantastic intimacy with Christ teaching series is going to be showing up. Um, for those of you who have been confused or maybe slightly uncomfortable by this song of songs, song of Solomon, uh, that that book, I was very open in saying that it was one that I was just kind of like, I know it's in the Bible, ergo it's important. I don't quite understand it slash makes me just low-key uncomfortable uh, at parts. Um, Yvonne, man, I mean what I say, and I've said this whenever I'm talking about this series, that it completely changed my perception of the book. And people got to see it real time with me. Um, just kind of falling under like greater revelation of this book. And so it's a really fantastic series. You guys, you're not going to regret listening to it for the first time or revisiting it. Um, yeah. Yvonne just has a, uh, definitely has an anointing to teach on that subject and on that book. Uh, and it's really worth your time. So the, all four episodes of that intimacy with Christ teaching series, are going to be showing up on all of our podcast platforms, which is everywhere, but Google podcast slash YouTube music because YouTube were being dumb and they kicked us off. So we're not on YouTube music anymore, but you know what? Their loss is our game. We haven't lost any steam, which is awesome. So uh, God is good and he's opening doors still for us. And so, um, yeah, so be looking out for that guys. It's showing up on Saturday, September 10th. Uh, and you're not going to regret it, especially if it's your first time. Uh, oh, we're still on Google podcast platforms right now. So for those of you Google podcast people, it is there. Is it going away, Michael? It isn't Google podcast going away. Yes. Ish ish. All right. So for now it's still there. Not really, not really going. 
going away. All right. So we're still there apparently. <laughs> so everything I said before, ignore that. We're on Google Podcasts as well for all of you people who use Google stuff. All right, guys. Um, I don't have any other announcements. Uh, I've talked way too long. So uh, we're going to jump right in. My guest today, for those who don't know, is a singer, songwriter, a preacher. She is also the drummer of 11th Hour for the 11th Hour at Church International. She's a good friend of the show, sporting her Elijah Fire drip. Let's give it up for our guest today, Krista J. Pollock. Krista. Shalom. Shalom. May the force be with you. And yes. Live long and prosper. Both. Yeah. Both. We wish them both. May the prospering be with you. Yes. Yes. That, that's a fantastic mashup. Yes. How, how, uh, I just offended a bunch of nerds. That's cool. Uh, I did it on purpose though. So, um, I knew what I was saying. Um, Krista, you have not been on since the Christmas special, which was fantastic. Yeah, always my favorite. Yeah, how has the past couple of months been for you? Uh, the past couple of months was good. Um, ended up like getting really under the weather, like just shortly after our episode together, and wow. so like was totally under the weather at Christmas. Um, didn't start to feel like a normal human being again until after New Year's, and uh, so now everything's good. I'm back. I'm feeling good. Um, but this past couple months I have been working on releasing new music this year. So, um, yeah, so I have a new album coming out on February 29th. Boom. Wild. There it is. Look, look at that. Look at those guns. (laughs) <laughs> yeah um uh yeah we're, we're working on getting those back yeah. <laughs> oh well yeah. that's cool thank you for showing that absolutely but- and we'll talk about it at the end too yeah. but i did want to point out if you pre-order it now the song coincidence is available today correct, yeah. correct. and if, for all the apple music listeners it's it's in there for them right to now to right now yep so for those of you who are curious you're like yo i gotta i gotta get this yeah, there's a so, link in the description, but I don't know if there's other places that people can pre-order it as well. Uh, as far as I know, it's just on iTunes where you can pre-order it. Uh, but you know, I'm not tech savvy, like extremely. So people have to tell me, <laughs> Hey, this is where it's at. But, uh, it, but when it comes out, it will be available on all streaming platforms. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Very exciting. Yeah. Appreciate uh, that. H- how long? How long has it, how long of an incubation process has this been? I, cause I know that you've oh, had wow. music written. Yeah. Is this some of that or is it all of that? Or it's is it all music? of that. Wow. Actually. Yeah. And so there's, um, <clears throat> there's different mixes on there as well. I am, um, I am just a fan of music in general. Mm-hmm. Uh, I really, if it's good music, it's good music. In my mm-hmm. opinion, I don't care what genre it comes out of. And um, so I <laughs> look, that's just, it depends. I know. I'm, a, I'm yeah. a musician. I know. I know. I know. And so it, to me, I just respect the art yeah. in general. So if it's a good song, I really don't care of, of what genre it comes out of. So I gravitate and I listen to so many different uh, genres of music that I like to write uh, different genres. Um, nice. I, I think 
rock is probably my all-time favorite yeah but um i'm i'm a rocker i'm a rocker at heart i can't mm -hmm. help it but uh i like pop music i like country music and so there there's different mixes on there as well so we did um we did both pop and rock on this album so oh, awesome yeah so i thought that would be kind of fun to yeah. to release to the people it's a nice mixture of you know different different genres or two different genres i guess yeah but. so when when you do listen to it uh y'all or let me know give me your feedback i i'd like to i'd like to hear it and i will not be offended <laughs> yeah so is this do you foresee i mean is this was this kind of a okay well i'm just gonna really i feel like it's time i can i feel released to actually release this music or is it something that you're looking at like yeah i'd like to do more of this now i feel released to or is this just like a one-off or do you know uh, definitely not a one-off yeah definitely um you know i i feel like there are certain times that you have to release music like mm -hmm. i thought this music was going to be released uh like four years ago wow yeah and, I didn't tell me that actually yeah and it just yeah. and then all of a sudden like i just never felt a piece about it never felt yeah like a release to put it out there and then all of a sudden 2020 happened and everything shut down and you know it's like i could i could have released the music if i wanted to but i don't feel like it would have have reached as many people uh because actually music streaming went down and tv streaming went up when the shutdown happened and people kind of put music on the back burner and once it was i got frustrated at first but when towards the end of the year i realized okay god that's why you didn't want me to to release it and now i understand even more because i go back and i listen to these songs and i know why they were written because i relate more to them now wow than when i wrote them so um and, and i feel like a lot more people will relate to them now for the way that the last four years have been. And um, I, I, I feel like, I don't know. I just feel like everybody can hear themselves in one of these songs. Mm. That's, Krista, that's really interesting you say that because I've noticed several Christian creatives where um, it's a similar thing that's happening. It's actually happening to me too. I've been working on this little short film for a while, mm -hmm. but it's only this year that it's actually coming out. And um, I, I do feel like sometimes we can get having the self-control and, and also the discernment and I guess obedience when God to not just assume something, you could create something in the moment like you did with these songs or maybe over a duration of time. Yeah. But then all of a sudden being like, I feel like I'm supposed to wait, you know, right. like you're like right at the finish line, quote unquote. And all of a sudden it's like, I feel like I'm supposed to wait. And it wasn't yeah. until four years later or close to it, however long it was that you're now in this place where you're like, okay, now I can release it. And I think that it's a check on yourself to not put your identity in the things you produce. Like, yeah whether you're producing stuff or not doesn't change the fact that God gifted you as an artist, as a creative, you know, um, that you producing this and letting the world see it isn't, that's not the determining factor of your value as an artist. And sometimes that can be a really big challenge. Um, cause like, well, I'm not getting the praise I want, or I'm not getting the right. recognition I want as an artist. Ergo, 
I'm not an artist because no one is recognizing the way I think they should. And I think yeah. that's a testament to your obedience, self-control, all those things. And maybe you felt a lot of different emotions during the last four years with these things just sitting there. But yeah. Oh, yeah. And I mean, it was like I said, it was probably one of the most frustrating things at mm -hmm. first because mm -hmm. I was like, I I was so excited. You know, I'm I'm on the plane coming back from L.A. after I got finished recording these. And I'm like, oh, I can't wait for people to hear these. I can't wait because I don't like to put out something that I'm not proud of. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, there's a lot of songs I've written that nobody will ever, ever hear because mm -hmm. I'm not proud of them. I'm mm -hmm. like, oh, no, you can just leave those. But, mm. um, and, and I'm, I'm on my way back. I'm like, man, the, I'm, I'm excited. Like I know that God has given me this. Mm. And then all of a sudden, no, I I'm told to wait. And so my, my flesh kicks in and I'm like, why? Like, of course I'm like, this is the devil. This is the devil. He's just <laughs> stopping me and all this. No more delay, Lord. No more delay. <laughs> no more delay. So yeah. You know, and, and it was frustrating, but now I know because like I said, I relate to these songs more than ever. Hmm. And then, you know, my, my health journey I've had over uh, the last couple of years and hmm. I, some of these songs remind me of that and I can relate to it in that aspect. But also had I put this music out before, I didn't know that I wouldn't be able to sing them for mm. about a year and a half. Yeah. I, you know, and when, as an artist, when you put out music, you want to perform that music and you want to perform it in front of people. There's no way I could have. And this year at the youth conference at Meet Me on the Rooftop 2024 at Church International on that Saturday night, Krista Jordan will be performing her first show since 2019. Ooh. And so I am so excited uh not only just to to play the songs but to be doing an aspect of my call mm -hmm. that the lord called me to do and that mm -hmm. you will never be as fulfilled in this life doing anything if you are outside of your call yeah and when you're doing your call it is the most fulfilling feeling experience you will ever have in your life. Mm -hmm. And so I'm excited to bring that aspect back out again, because I know that's what God has called me to do as well. And so uh, I am just so pumped. So are you, do you still get nervous with that kind of stuff? I mean, I know that you obviously perform on the regular the 11, 11th hour, you, you speak, but there is a different, there's a different, thing in in presenting your own stuff you know yeah. like is there like a nervous excitement or are you just straight up just flat out excited <laughs> uh no there's definitely a nervous excitement uh -huh. and um <laughs> and, and you can uh, maybe we will see each other before june i'm i'm pretty sure we will yeah. on here and you can ask me a little bit more how i'm feeling yeah. closer to time <laughs> uh, <laughs> But so yeah, yeah, we haven't started rehearsals yet. So ask me how I'm feeling after rehearsal okay. and then I'll let you know, okay, um, yeah, I'm not liking where this is going or I am liking yeah. where this is going. Yeah. Well, and I think too, I don't know. I mean, I've never, obviously I'm not a musician, but I would imagine maybe there is, it can be an intimidating thing when you all come together, you and the band members come together, you know, you're uh, having to kind of like make sense of 
the songs and how it fits into like the group dynamic and people's skill levels and you know um yeah yeah thankfully my drummer is still uh he's still uh playing for me and uh he was actually the one who uh we wrote uh, we kind of wrote the music together. We we went through the whole process of of these songs together, the the new stuff. And uh, he was the drummer on my first album. He's the drummer on this album, and it brings that. Like we were very comfortable with each other on the stage. So because we're really, really good friends and me and his wife are really, really good friends. And so uh, they work in the ministry or uh, she helps me with the youth a lot. And um, so there's just this this uh comfortability i guess it's the word trust yeah we're we trust each other and i've known my bass player for years also and so we've got some new guys who are on uh coming on board and and in the band this this time but i think having just that dynamic but we all believe exactly the same and that was my that was my number one reasoning on picking the band members that i did for this show was i need to know their heart on the stage and off the stage because i know that if we don't have anything else in common we have that in common with each other and that will bring us together so it's going to be fun so remind me the date of the live performance again that's uh that one's going to be june the 8th the conference is june 7th 8th and ninth, but the concert is the eighth, June eighth, twenty twenty four. Very cool. Yeah, fun. rock on. And night, rock on. Okay, so on. we were talking backstage just about you had given a a message, and well, I'll let you set up the topic that we're going to talk about. All right, and you can go, you can you can divulge as much information as you want, just setting <laughs> it up because it's going to be a great conversation. All right. Yeah. Uh, so a couple Sundays ago at uh, my home church, Church International, uh, I, I preached the Sunday morning message and um, I, the Lord had given me an insight to the difference between the fivefold ministry and the, the body of Christ. And not that they're two separate things entirely. We're all part of the body. If you've accepted Jesus as your Lord and Savior, you are a part of the body of Christ. Mm -hmm. That is a fact. But there is a scripture where he says, he himself, talking about God, he himself has chosen, some translations say appointed, some say chosen. He has chosen some men to be, and that can be men or women, by the way. That's going to offend some people right there. It can be <laughs> men or, or women because it's talking about mankind chosen some men to be apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, and teachers, what we know as the fivefold ministry. Well, it says he chose these people to give to us. Hmm. To give to us the body for the unifying of the body, for the edifying of the body. And it goes on and on and on. And I don't have, I've got my phone right here. I could look it up to find the. Well, yeah, group, it's Ephesians it. 4.11. Yes, Ephesians 4.11. Uh, yes. Everything of the NASB, but it says, and he, uh, and he, God, gave mm-hmm. some as apostles, some as prophets, some as evangelists, some as pastors, and some as teachers. 
Exactly. Yeah. And what does it say about the body after that? Thanks for listening. The Elijah Fire podcast is made possible by donations like yours. To become a partner, visit ElijahFire.com slash give. It says, for the equipping of the saints, for the, that's all of us, the for saints. the work of service yes. to the building up of the body of Christ. Exactly. Yeah. And so that right there separates the two immediately. It mm-hmm. goes to show you that the fivefold ministry is a unique group of people yeah. that God has chosen. These are not just, we just say the fivefold ministry. These are offices and God takes these offices very seriously. And that's why he himself chose certain people to do certain things. He didn't just, it's not a blanket thing. It's not the fivefold ministry store where you go in and you go, I, I would like to dress like Robin D. Bullock. So I'm going to be a prophet. (laughs) (laughs) I'm picking a black coat. I want the black leather jacket off the hanger. When you could go to TJ Maxx and buy your own leather jacket and just wear a leather jacket, you don't have to be in the office. Mm -hmm. You could just wear one like I do. Mm -hmm. But people think of it just as a ministry store. And they just some people some people say, well, I'm well, I like to travel, so I'll be an evangelist. Mm -hmm. I want to I want my name out on the out on the side. So I'm going to be a pastor. Mm -hmm. And I'm like. You do realize that these are offices. These are these are not just things that you get to pick. You know, it's like I was telling the youth at my church the other night and I said it, the best way I know to describe it is say a bunch of us, say every single person in this room works for this specific company. We just all work for this big old company. But we're not all in the administration of that company. Mm-hmm. We just may all be employees there, but and we're all co-workers. Even our administration office is our co-workers, but they still send the orders. They still tell, advise us, tell us things that we need to do. And then we go make it happen in this company. I said, now what would happen? If you are you and I walked up to the CEO of this company and said, um, I'm moving my stuff today to this administration office because this is what I choose to be today. <laughs> I said you would get the response. Uh, first of all, no. But then the second response would be, um, you're fired and security will show you out. <laughs> I said, you don't just get to pick. I'm in administration today and you, it's not a, it's not a store. It's not your choice. You, you don't get to pick that. Mm -hmm. And that's the way people treat the fivefold ministry is that they just get to pick the different office that they want to be in. And nothing aggravates me more, Jeff, than people who constantly change their titles constantly. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I've seen that a couple of times. And I'm like, okay, what are you? Mm-hmm. Like, because obviously you and I are not qualified to say that this person is in the fivefold ministry or not. If they right. say they are, I'm not qualified to tell you God has not called you to that. Right. I don't know. Yeah, I All guess there would be an exception of like, if you were in a position of leadership over that person right. and 
you could actually see the true motivation of their heart is exactly, you know, like that's a, you know, but right. yeah, in general, if just a random person comes up and says, oh yeah, I'm called to the office of evangelist. You and I have no reason to be like, uh, hold on, let me, yeah, I'm going to ru- run you through some tests to prove that you are, right. you know, exactly. Yeah. And, and so, and I made that very, very clear when I preached the message for the first time, I'm, I just said what I what my response to you would be was, well, I I pray, you know, really, I just pray that that God really, really showed you because, number one, I'm in a very unique position uh, because I have parents who each walk. They actually are in the office. So mm-hmm. my dad actually is in the office of a prophet. My mom actually is in the office of a pastor. So I see the way, not just people who gravitate towards gifts or gravitate towards some offices, two people who have actually been chosen, appointed and anointed to be in these offices. And it's a very unique thing to watch. And that also allows me to know the importance of them and how to treat them. They're, they're not just, you know, these offices are, like I said, they're not just disposable. That that's what I want people to understand. They're not just, you don't get to just pick one day. I'm this one day. I'm that they're not disposable. You know, when my dad was actually called into the office of a prophet, the Lord asked him, do you want this or not? Hmm. And he said, Yes. And a lot of times the reason and we we all can see that he actually wears the mantle. He actually walks in the office. But you have you have people who choose. They're just like, I'm this, I'm this, I'm this, I'm that. Well, if you decide to carry a mantle and appoint yourself and choose yourself to be that, well, you you may not be ready, number one, for the persecution that that office carries because you weren't anointed to walk in that specific office. So you can't carry it. It's too heavy for you. You know, the office of a prophet is heavy and the persecution is heavy. It's extremely heavy. But a prophet may not be able to handle the persecution of a pastor. Mm-hmm. A pastor may not be able to handle the persecution of an evangelist because an evangelist goes out amongst the sinners. Mm-hmm. They go out amongst mm-hmm. the world to the people who absolutely are running from God. And they go out with them. A prophet goes before leaders and kings and, and people in, in places of government, authority. And pastors have to talk to the people. And sometimes the church is the worst place to talk to. And you may not be able to carry the the weight of these offices. And especially if you're just called to be in the body and you were not chosen to be in that, but yet you go to pick one of these, your shoulders are not anointed to carry that. Yeah. It's, t- it's too heavy. Yeah. And, and your mind can't handle it. You're, you physically can't handle it. You know, it's just like Saul. When the kingdom was taken from him, when Samuel said, this day, 
This day the kingdom has been taken from you and given to a neighbor who is better than you. Talking about David. David was, but he had to be anointed, but that's who it was going to. But Saul, when the anointing was taken from him to be king, although he stayed in his place of authority, he still lost the anointing and lost the mantle and lost the office of a king. And when he did, he lost his mind. Mm -hmm. He lost his mind because he wasn't strong enough to carry it. And then he went out seeking a witch. He went out seeking the occult. And when he did, he died. And, and that was not the Saul that we first seen in the scripture. Right. Saul was anointed to be king. Mm -hmm. He, he was, uh, strong enough to carry it but once it lifted he went crazy right when well, god even said hey because they kept saying give us a king give us a king right. and god was like no you you don't need a king you have me and they said give us a king and finally he's like all right if you're going to choose someone right saul's your guy yeah exactly so, yeah. and he was a, and he was a strong guy mm -hmm. and he he could carry it but once it was gone it was gone well that that's what we run the risk of as it, whether you're in an office and you just want to enter the transfer portal or something and go to another office or you just want to pick something else cuz you're tired of that one or if you're just in the body and you want to just pick you run the risk of your mind just going all kinds of places, mm -hmm. your shoulders getting heavy, your body getting weak, spiritually, physically, whatever, because you were never chosen to, you picked up a coat that didn't fit and you yeah. tried to put it on and it didn't fit you. Yeah. I want to ask you something actually. Um, and I think, uh, you know, your dad is in the office of a prophet. Your mom is in the office of a pastor. Mm -hmm. And um, like you had said, you know, you, you who, who are an evangelist can't shoulder the weight of, you know, one of the other offices. Right. Like if you try, you're forcing your way in there, but your mom and your dad are in a unique situation where obviously they're of one flesh. Right. According to the Bible. Right. Um, and uh, so there is going to be some runoff of like your mom being a pastor, but feeling that weight of the position right. your dad's in and vice versa. How have you observed they've navigated that? I'm really curious because obviously you, I mean, you're their daughter and you've observed <laughs> yeah. a lot. <laughs> so um, my mom said something Sunday morning at, at our church. And she said that, of course, she's married to a prophet, somebody who is in the office of a prophet, but she, and she is herself prophetic. She operates a lot in the prophetic, especially in the realm of dreams. The Lord speaks to my mom in dreams a lot, nice. but she knows which lane that she's called to be in. And she said that she doesn't try to merge and cross lane. She lets him operate in his office. She operates in her office and the two work together. I mean, it should be a TV show, the prophet and the pastor. Like yeah. that, should, that should be like a, an ETV show or uh -huh. something. Yeah. But, but here's the deal. My entire family is prophetic. We're, we're all, we all operate in some aspect of it just because of it, the anointing flows from the head down. Yeah. And so we all deal with it in different aspects. We're not all prophets. We're not all prophets. I, I don't, I don't even pretend to call myself 
anything in the fivefold ministry. Number one, God has not told me. And to be truthful, I don't know if he ever will. I don't know. And if he doesn't, that's okay. I'm just happy being a part. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But yeah. And I, and I think I just meant by saying that I didn't mean that arrogant in any way that we're all prophetic, but we all feel the weight of their persecution a little bit. We do, we do catch it a little bit, but I have to step back even on my darkest days, my darkest days and realize I'm not even bearing the total brunt of this whole thing. And so I can see that office in full effect on both of them Mm -hmm. because they have not lost it. Mm -hmm. They've not went crazy. They've not threw their hands up and said, I'm done with this. When if I was carrying the full load like they are, I, to be honest with you, I may just pack my bags and go live on an island somewhere (laughs) because it's, it's tough. And if I know if it's heavy on us, uh, their kids, it's heavy, it's heavier on them and it's the heaviest on them. So I can Mm -hmm. see that office in 100% uh, effect and at its full power really, because they are in fact anointed to walk in what they do or they would not be able to handle what they do. And so Mm -hmm. that is what I see. And that's how I know the importance of all of these offices. And Mm -hmm. I commend my parents for what they do. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So obviously you gave this message and some people got upset, right? Even though it's from the Bible. (laughs) Even though it's... It's from the Bible. Yeah. Um, Jeff, upset is an <laughs> understatement. <laughs> um, I feel like I offended um, half the body <laughs> when, I, when I preached this message, and um, which I did. I got such an encouraging letter today uh, from a lady. It came to my office, and I, I just want to say thank you. If it encouraged me so much, because you know you try not to let things bother you, you try to let stuff roll off your back. Yeah, but it's challenging. It really it is. is. Yeah. But she said that she had been wondering her whole life, you know what what her call, like what her position in the fivefold ministry was and how she was in her 70s and she was frustrated because God just wouldn't tell her and she said that she finally got her answer that Sunday and got peace and I'm like I'm waiting to see like oh well what did God call you to be you know and at the very end of the letter she said I'm just called to be part of the body Mm. and I'm I'm okay with it and I was like oh my goodness and and that's the way I feel. I'm just happy to be part of the team. Mm-hmm. Just happy to be here, you know. But so yeah, so people got upset, and um, some people actually stood up and walked out <laughs> during my message. And when you're seeing it from that perspective, Jeff, and you're actually the one up on the stage, and you watch people, yeah, that'd be distracting. You honestly have to just block it out. Yeah. You have to just totally, you know, we had, we had dog, the bounty hunter at, at our church one Sunday and it was, it, he is, I love him and Francie. They're amazing. But somebody got up and walked out during 
their part of the service. And he, he stopped and said, where are you going? And they were like, what? And he was like, are you leaving? Where are you going? And I was like, only Dog the Bounty I know. <laughs> could like could get away with that for yeah. one thing. But they actually stopped and were like, we're just going to the bathroom. Oh, man. Yeah, but, but they never came back. Oh, that was the thing. Whoa. So, you know, I feel like saying that sometimes. Mm. Like, where are you going? You know, yeah. like that wants to come out, mm -hmm. but I don't, I mm -hmm. don't say that. And so on Tuesday night, I, um, I help run the youth Bible study at, at the church. And, um, so I, the, I was asking the Lord, I said, what direction do you want me to go in, in our Bible study, in our, in our prayer meeting? And I began to just have a discussion with the youth. And I began telling them about how, you know, that had kind of been on my mind the last uh, over the last week and how that had kind of affected my mental state. It's like because uh, I didn't find out until a week later when so many people never showed back up at church the following Sunday that they were actually mad and they were actually offended at, at what I said. So I was just kind of being honest and real with the youth and talking to them about how, yeah, I mean, it hurt my feelings. You know, I, I wasn't offended, but that kind of hurt to hear because I knew what God had, had told me to say. I knew that this was a message from him because I knew that there was no way I could come up with that by myself. And I was like, this, this is totally gone. And the youth began to encourage me, not that I was looking, looking for encouragement, but or somebody to build me up. I just wanted somebody to talk to. And they began to encourage me. And I had 16 year olds tell me, you were literally reading the scripture like mm -hmm. you. This was straight out of the Bible. None of them were offended. None of them at all. Like and they are the most sensitive people on the planet because they're teenagers. Mm -hmm. Teenagers are the most raising hormones and emotions. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And I told him, I said, but you guys, I said, your age group right now in 2024, I said, you are not only the most sensitive people just because you have to deal with just the natural aging process in your body that causes you to be sensitive and emotional. I said, but you live in this world right now. I was like, which is why a lot of people are not having kids because they're terrified to raise kids in this world. And I said, because this is, you know, it's never been as dark as it is right now. It's, it's just, it's awful. And I said, and if you're not offended right now at the things I'm saying to you, something's wrong because there are adults getting up and walking out of the sanctuary for a message that came straight from the scripture. Mm -hmm. Now, Jeff, when the body and Christian people are getting up and literally walking out of a church service for what's being read out of the Bible, the actual Bible, the actual mm -hmm. word of God, not we're not talking about a concert that the person started using foul language on stage and or they're stripping. And you said, I'm getting up and I'm walking out because I don't want to see this and I don't want to watch this. Mm -hmm. We're talking about church. Mm 
Mm -hmm. We're talking about Sunday morning church where the word I can show you in the scripture backed everything I said up and you get up and walk out. Something's wrong. Yeah. Something is so wrong in the body. Something is so wrong in, in the church as a whole that we would get offended and actually walk out on the scripture. Yeah. Help Elijah Fire continue to make an impact around the world. All donations go toward making Elijah Fire and the Elijah Fire podcast possible. Visit ElijahFire.com slash give and become a partner today. This is yeah. bad. Well, and I think, too, it's a testament that, um, I mean, I'll admit I wouldn't have thought that would happen at, at your church. Uh, but I think maybe it's just a testament to the state that people's hearts are in. Some people's hearts are in right yeah. now. And I think that. Um, there's a lot of, I think this is a lifelong process of what I'm about to say, but it still remains true. It's important to separate our opinion from stuff that, especially if it's at odds with something that God yeah. says, because there are moments even now where I'm like, wow, that's, that's harsh, you know, yeah. uh, in the Bible, but I'm like, this is God's word. This isn't yeah. me going like, okay, well, I'm going to try and soften this up and make it more digestible for people. Sometimes there are hard things that we have oh, to come yeah. to grips with. And I think, I think it's in, I think it's the part where Jesus is talking about, unless you eat my flesh and drink my blood, you right. won't. And he goes to this whole thing and his disciples say, and it says a bunch of people that were following him left. Yeah. And they're his disciples, the 12 say, this is a exactly. hard teaching, you know? Yeah. Uh, so even the disciples recognize they're like, Yo, like what you're asking of us, like this is hard. Yeah. Um, you know, so and he tells them, he's like, Do do you want to go too? Yeah. Yeah. Do, would would you like to go with them? But you know, and that is where you do have to, especially as a minister, you do have to, that's where you find rest and knowing that Jesus dealt with the same thing mm -hmm. and knowing that that people uh, they absolutely got up and walked out on him. I mean and then because of the things he said, people tried to throw him off of a cliff and then eventually they, they wanted to kill him. You know, I, I mean, yeah. it, nobody offended anybody more than Jesus. Yeah. So thanks, Nate. That was John chapter six, verses 70 through or 60 through 70. Through 70. So John, John chapter six, verses 60 through 70. Thanks. So just in case people want to read that for themselves. Yes. And I yeah. encourage you to go, yes. go read it. And so I began thinking, Jeff, how big of an issue that this is and, and what you just pointed out about having to separate your opinion, especially if it is at odds mm -hmm. with the word of God. Mm -hmm. If it is at <laughs> odds with the word of God and you still stand by your own opinion and your own belief, that's arrogance. Right. That's pride because your words will not stand when it's all said and done. His word will. Mm -hmm. And because you are at odds with him, but you're still standing by your own, that is the most arrogant position to find yourself in because now you have put yourself as your own God mm -hmm. in your life because now you are living by your own words and not his words. Mm -hmm. anymore. And yeah. you have just basically told God, my word is better 
than yours. Mm-hmm. And this is where we find ourselves. And Jeff, I don't know what's gotten into me over the last few weeks. Apparently, I offend everybody. I don't know. I'm offended but, right now. We're we're cutting it short. Bye, Krista. Yeah. Yeah. See ya. And if yeah. and if you did that, to be honest with you, I would just go. All right. You're like, yeah, that's on brand for what's happening. Yeah. I'd be like, all right, well, I'm going skating. So yeah. But, but this is where we're at. Mm -hmm. And, and I begin talking about how the body is in that message. I begin talking about how the body is so dismantled because these offices were given for the edifying, for the unifying of the body to strengthen the body. And, That is why the body is so dismantled, because we have a hand that wants to be a foot, but it's really supposed to be a hand. And then we have a finger that's trying to be a toe, but it's really supposed to be a finger and vice versa. And the body's dismantled and it's walking like this Mm -hmm. because because everybody's trying to be something else. Yeah, yeah. And and that's not a unified body. Mm -hmm. And in 2024. We are probably the most divided the body has ever been in existence. Yeah. But it even goes beyond the the body. Like, it's our country. It's the world. Yeah, it's, it's everything. You know, there's areas where I thought wouldn't be. Like, I, I gave this example a couple of weeks ago, but I didn't think that the sound of freedom even though it was produced by, you know, conservatives and there were right. people behind it, you know, um, the issue of human trafficking, I didn't think was going to be a divisive issue. Yeah. Number one, because I've been, um, obviously not more recently, but back in 2007, 2008, 2009, 2010, around that time, my wife and I both raised a lot of awareness. A lot of people weren't talking about it around that time. And we would talk to non-Christians. People were very interested in the topic. And my wife worked with the LAPD and learned how wow. to properly stake out establishments and actually helped them uncover a lot of these operations uh within not a lot but some in in southern california so this is it was a well-documented issue but suddenly then you know you see like rolling stone and yeah i'm calling them out and you see other people who are like openly criticizing this and calling it a conspiracy theory i'm like that's an old message, you guys. Yeah. Like this has been well documented stuff for decades now, and um, but even that was something that was divisive, you know. And yeah. I was like, wow, like that's that's really obviously since I've seen a lot of contemporary or, or non Christian avenues acknowledging it yeah. and acknowledging the film as being good because it is, um, yeah. You know, but anyways, even that is something that I'm like, wow. So it's like literally everything right now is like polarized. It is, you know. It is. And you, but you expect it from the world. Of course. Like the world's always going to be divided. But the the sad thing is, is they're unified on that. It's like they have the whole, let's just agree to disagree. Mm-hmm. Like, and, and so that's just the way that they're, they're going to be forever. Mm-hmm. And they're unified on the fact that they don't agree with each other. And they're okay with that. Like, I know I have so many people that I've sat and talked to who are more friendly to me than people in the church who are openly in the world completely and totally by just saying, hey, I know your beliefs, you know mine, 
but you know what? I love you mm -hmm. and I'm going to sit and we're going to have a conversation. Mm -hmm. We're going to eat pizza together. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, we're just going to hang out. And because I like you, I think you're a good person. You're a good hearted person. And, you know, at, but the church wants to sit down and immediately debate scripture. And you're like, or like oh. convert you, even though you're already converted, you know, <laughs> exactly. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, like, yeah. why? Why? The world is more unified in that. The fact that they don't agree with each other and they're OK. It keeps them out of a fight mm -hmm. with each other. Mm -hmm. But the church, no, the church is no. You have to pick this and you have to pick this. No, this is the way this is what the world says or this is what the word says. And this is this is the way it's supposed to go. When half the time people quote scripture out of context completely and totally. It's just like the whole if I've heard a woman can't be a pastor or serve in the church. Oh, my goodness. I would be a multimillionaire probably <laughs> if I got paid every time I'm I heard sure that you would. And. I'm like, you do realize that that entire part of the scripture, that people take that out of context, you need to go back and, and you need to study history and what was going on during that time mm -hmm. and why he said that, why that was mentioned. Mm -hmm. I'm like, you're taking it completely and totally out, but the body is not satisfied unless we're divided and unless we're pulled apart and we're arguing. We're not satisfied unless there's some kind of drama happening. And if people are like, what is what is this message even about today? What is happening? We've jumped from this to this to this. Bottom line, quit being so, as we say in the South, daggum sensitive. Daggum sensitive. Stop. Stop being so sensitive. Yeah. Quit walking. I mean, we walk on eggshells around everybody it's like it, because if you if you say one thing you're going to offend somebody you're going to hurt somebody's feelings well you know what your triggers are not my responsibility yeah that's good you you need to deal with yeah. that mm -hmm. you need to deal why did that step on your toes why did that offend you my the youth that that I've, I've helped lead at the church. They even said, like one of the, I think he's like 15 or 16 years old. He said, I would be asking myself, why? Why does that offend me? Mm -hmm. Was that speaking to me? Was that, was that talking to me? Am I trying to do that? We are never going to be a light to the world if we are all, if we don't make these little adjustments in our life. Because the world is looking to us because it's like I explained it this way the other night. If you've ever been on the beach when a storm starts rolling in and you're sitting on the sand and you can watch the dark clouds and, and you can watch them. It looks like they are a week away just over on the edge. Mm -hmm. And then slowly you'll just continue going on with your life on the beach, having fun, whatever you're doing. A couple hours later, you'll look up. It looks like half the sky's dark and then you'll just keep going. You'll be like, oh, no, I got some more time. You know, we'll have fun. I I've got some more time. And the next thing you know, you look up and the entire sky is dark and you go, where did that storm come from? Where like this just all of a sudden. It's happened. supposed to be so far away. Exactly. That is the way 
the world, if we picture the darkness that's coming into the world, because we know from the scripture, read the end of the book, it's going to get darker. It's mm -hmm. just, it's going to happen. Yeah. And you can see it in the distance and you can see it start rolling in. But yet we just think we've got more time. So we just go on having, throwing ourselves a party and just having a good time and not paying attention to the storm, not paying attention to the darkness, the dark clouds that's around until one day we're going to look up and realize, oh my goodness, the entire sky is dark. And yeah. now you're running and scrambling to get everybody and everything together to get off the beach, mm -hmm. to get out of here. When we should have been telling people, now I'm bringing it back to the body. We should have been telling people now, hey, listen, storm's coming. It's getting dark. If we notice the clouds getting darker, we have got to be the light that is shining in those dark clouds so that people know when it gets darker around who to run to. But if we are all bickering, because we are so sensitive that one word out of somebody triggers somebody else mm -hmm. that we just all start a debate on scripture. We all start, uh, you know, well, he said this or he said that or, well, I listened to this person or I listened to this person. This is what they said. OK, well, bottom line, what did God say? Right. Well, there's also a scripture about that. I'm finding it right now. Some of you already know what I'm going to what I'm going to read, but keep talking, Kristen. But when it comes down to it. Does it really matter what he said, she said? It matters what the word says, mm -hmm. because the word, the word will stand. The word has already been established. It's, it's already a done deal. That's going to happen. There should be no arguments among us. There mm -hmm. should be no bickering and there should be no fighting. And we should not be that sensitive, especially when it comes to the word of God. Right. So to kind of piggyback off of what you said about, oh, well, this is what this person said, or what's that's what that person said. And, and you will see that in um, something that I love that your dad said, you'll see that in the prophetic amongst different, oh, for sure. different prophets saying different things. Yeah. And one of the things I love that your dad says, is he says, we're all looking at the same mountain, but from different points of view. Right. You know? So it's like, that's why it's important as best you can. And I try as best as I can because we'll kind of have a lot of times, not every week, but we'll have kind of a prophetic through line. On, I mean, it's something mm -hmm. that God's doing himself because I bring on so many different varieties of people that aren't always, a lot of you don't know each other, you know? Yeah. Um, and, and it's a picture that God is painting. I'll say, hey guys, if you noticed so-and-so prophesied this or said this on Monday, this person said on Tuesday and then on and on, and I'll kind of show a picture of what God is, is showing. So but um, Paul addresses this topic of, you know, oh, I follow this person, I follow that person, this person said this, blah, blah, blah. First mm -hmm. um, Corinthians chapter three, I'm going to read the first nine verses because I think it's really important. It says, brothers and sisters, I could not address you as people who live by the spirit, but as people who are still worldly, mere, worldly, merely infant or mere infants in Christ. I gave you milk, not solid food, for you were not ready for it. Indeed, you are still not ready. You are still worldly for since there is jealousy and quarreling among you and you're, uh, are you not worldly? Are you not mm. acting like mere humans for one says, I follow Paul. And another says, I follow Apollos. Are you not mere human beings? What after all is Apollos and what is Paul only servants through whom you came to believe 
as the Lord has assigned to each his task. I planted the seed, Apollos watered it, but God has been making it grow. So neither yeah. the one who plants right. nor the one who waters is is it um is anything but only God who makes things grow. The one who plants and the one who waters have one purpose, and they will each be rewarded according to their own labor. For we are co-workers in God's service. You are God's field, God's building. Mm, that's good. So, that's and that's the word. That's and that the, is the word of God, everybody. And you can it read is. for yourself. And so I've just honestly, like Jeff, I'm I'm over it. In in 2024, I am over it. I'm so over people arguing. I'm so over people backbiting. I'm so listen, I got Facebook pages that right now I am their target. They hate me. Like they absolutely hate me. I've been called just about everything under the sun in the last two weeks. My home was posted on there, the description of my home and everything. I'm like, okay, it's one thing to hate me. And it's one thing to, you know, make reels and clips and all this about what I say. But, you know, leave my home out of it because that's actually, that could be very dangerous. But then it makes you wonder, why do they do it? And why, why do they post things about my house? And why do that? Do they want, do they want to put me in danger? Well, I'm leaning towards yes, but that yeah, even if they're not fully aware of what they're doing, maybe right. they're just like, you know, they just yeah. want to air you out to the world. And exactly. And Satan's agenda is that he wants to cause harm to you. Absolutely. You know? And there's psychos out there who would listen to his agenda, Yeah, but <laughs> people like, this is just, it comes down to it, and I just don't think it can be preached about enough. I don't think it can be stressed enough. We have got to grow up. Adults, when teenagers are less offended than you are, you something is wrong. Yeah, we got a problem. We got like, a big problem. Something is wrong because, and when teenagers are less offended, when I told them they are the most sensitive people on the planet. And they're less offended than you are. Something is wrong. And it is, we are acting. No wonder Jesus said, I, I, I wish you could be like little children. Like you, you should be like little children. No wonder. No wonder he said that because he's thinking, I would rather hang out with these people than hang out with y'all right mm -hmm. now. Because y'all are, you're, you just, you're so touchy. You're so sensitive. And I really don't, I've got to the point where, yeah, sure. I I'm going to offend people. I'm going to step on their toes. I'm going to do these things, but here's, here's my, here's my main agenda and my heart and what I want to do. I see the dark clouds rolling in on the beach. And I know that I don't have time just to turn the music back up and dance my, my pretty little self around the beach until the storm closes in and then take me and mine when the rain starts to come and go inside for shelter. I know that I've got to start telling people, hey, listen, um, there's a really bad storm that's coming. And I, I don't know if you see these dark clouds, but I just want to, you know, I just want to make sure you're okay. And, and I just want to, I want to talk to you. And, and I'm using the analogy of being on a beach in a storm because I've done it several times. Mm -hmm. But we don't have time 
to just think about us and to think about, okay, well, I got to get my speaker off the beach because it's going to get wet. And I've paid a lot of money for that. Mm-hmm. I, you know, we have to, and I work with teenagers. I work with youth and these, this is our future right now. Mm-hmm. And youth, you have to be straight with them. You have to be point blank with them. You cannot beat around the bush because they they'll hear what they want to hear. You've mm-hmm. got to tell them, you know, when parents are getting their teenagers in trouble, it's it's yes or no. Yes, you can go here. No, you can't go there. If they leave it open ended, a teenager will be like, well, technically you didn't say this or you didn't say that. It, and it's like, no, but that's what I meant. Yeah, but you didn't say that. Mm-hmm. And they will get you on a straight technicality. And so you, I'm used to being point blank. This is what the Bible says. This is what you've got to do. This is what not to do. Like what you're hearing? Help us continue to make Elijah Fire and the Elijah Fire podcast possible. To get behind this ministry, visit ElijahFire.com slash give. Now, back to the show. And so they're not offended by it. It's Mm -hmm. the adults Mm -hmm. that I'm talking to right now. And some of you probably didn't already turn this off. And if you have, I don't care. But I pray that the Lord would deal with it. They're not even hearing you anyways right now. Right. (laughs) But I don't have time to do this to you. Or to just take your hand and Mm -hmm. and rub it. I've got to tell you, we have an opportunity to make a difference in this world. And I've heard my dad say this. I've heard other prophets say this. 2024 is such a vital year. Mm -hmm. It is such a vital year for this country. It's such a vital year for the body of Christ. It's such a vital year for this world. Mm -hmm. And the things, the agenda that we're just going to say the dark side, because you and I relate to those terms, Mm -hmm. (laughs) the agenda that the dark side has, they plan on getting it done this year. Yeah. So we have to take our agenda, which is what the word of God, which is what God has said, which is what he wants us to do. And we have got to set ourselves and our opinions and our feelings to the side. If we want to see the change that we've been praying for, we've been believing for, we've been standing for fasting. What good was all them 40 day fast and 21 day fast that you did for this nation? If you don't see it happen, If you don't see it come to pass, but it's going to take work from us and it's going to take to be able to do that work and to do it to the best of our ability. We have to take ourselves and put us to the side and be about the father's business. Because Mm -hmm. if we win this one, Jeff, I believe that revival that we've been praying for, we've been fasting for, we've been hungering for is right on the brink of mm-hmm. us bringing this in. And then after that revival comes, guess what comes? The Lord comes back and he comes back to get us. And then we all go party together. And that's our goal. But our goal for that part is to take as many people with us. And to do that, it's going to take us getting over ourselves, not being offended, not being sensitive. And for the love, stay seated in a church service and listen to somebody preach because 
an offended brother, the scripture says right here in Proverbs 18, it says it's easier to conquer a strong city than to win back a friend whom you've offended. Mm -hmm. What if you getting up and doing that tears that minister down and absolutely wrecks their world and they can't recover from it? And then they all they really needed to do was just make an adjustment in their in what they were teaching or what they heard and then you are the cause for them never getting back up again right. because now they've got this trauma in their head just pray for them don't don't beat them down especially don't tear them up on social media Mm-hmm. Just get over yourself and be a bigger person mm-hmm. than that, you know. Mm-hmm. And I, and the last thing that I'm gonna say to this, and this was, I've got to give a youth by the name of Paul in our our youth group the credit for this. This was now Jeff. He's 12 years old. This was one of the most profound things I had ever heard in my life. We begin to talk about that entire thing. And then I gave them a challenge at the beginning of, of the talk. I said, now at the end, I want you all to find a scripture that pertains to what we've just talked about, but from your perspective, like, I want you to say something, not just that it's obvious, don't be offended or walk in love or something. I said, that's fine, but I just want it to be from your perspective. Well, he began to bring up John 1, 46. And this is when, this is when Philip goes to talk to Nathaniel. And he said, you've got to come and see, man. You've got to come and see this. Basically, in my, I'm paraphrasing, but mm-hmm. you've got to come and see this man named Jesus. He's lit. And, yeah. <laughs> hey, I mean, this is, this is the man. Mm-hmm. And Nathaniel goes to, I mean, Philip goes to Nathaniel. And Nathaniel answers him and he says, can anything good come out of Nazareth? That was a very, very snarky, smart aleck response. That'd be like saying, can anything good come out of Oregon? Can anything good come out of California? Warrior, Alabama. Right. Like, okay, because Nazareth, as we all know, was a very, it was one of the poor places. It mm-hmm. was a it was a poor side of town. And Nathaniel straight up. Now how offensive is that? Can anything good come out of Nazareth? It's like, okay. <laughs> you know, like if I was to hear that now, okay, can anything good come out of warrior? Okay. Well, your mom, like yeah. <laughs> you know, but he so Philip told him, he said, just come, come and see. Mm-hmm. And Jesus saw Nathaniel coming towards him and he said of him, here is an Israelite indeed, a true descendant of Jacob in whom there is no guile, nor deceit, nor duplicity. Nathaniel said to Jesus, how do you know these things about me? And Jesus answered, before Philip called you, when you were still under the fig tree, I saw you. And then Nathaniel answered, Rabbi, teacher, you are the son of God. You are the king of Israel. And I began when he read that, I immediately went, oh, my goodness. Jesus knew what he said. Jesus already knew the snarky remark. He already knew the way he felt about him. He knew the way he said, what good can come out of Nazareth? 
But instead of Jesus going, okay, I don't need you anyways. I've already got these other people. Yeah. We're going to find somebody I was going to choose you as one of my 12. but <laughs> Yeah, uh, I was going to choose you, but you just ruined it. Yeah. And so we're standing up and walking out on you. Yeah. Jesus took the opportunity and built Nathaniel up. Mm-hmm. He told him, he said, well, there's this awesome guy. There, there's, man, you've been, you're exactly who we've been waiting for. Mm -hmm. I mean, can't you hear the love that came out of Jesus's Mm -hmm. heart? Jesus did not respond offended. Mm -hmm. He did not respond in a smart aleck tone of voice. Instead, he built Nathaniel up and encouraged him and brought out the good in him. And then it wasn't long. Nathaniel said, you're the son of God. Mm-hmm. Like you're, you're him. Mm-hmm. After, and don't you know Nathaniel's thinking in his head, I done tore Jesus down. Like I made yeah. fun of him. <laughs> I made fun of where he came from yeah. and all of this. And this is the way he treats me. Mm-hmm. But see, Jesus knew that scripture. It's easier to win over a fortified city than an offended brother. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to respond to you in love. And because of that, he won him over. You and I have got to respond in love and not offended, no matter the comments that they make. Trust me, I can assure you I've been called just just as bad or maybe worse. But you know what? As much as my my mouth wants to be like, let me tell you something. I, I it can be hard to, to resist. It 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 can be extremely can. hard. I know from personal experience. And it's been very easy for me to pick up this phone and be like, you know what? I have their number. I'm gonna text or I'm gonna go live on Facebook. Yeah. Well, and I wouldn't even say just you know full transparency. There have been times I tend to, I think my flesh tends to be more spicy in terms of like my response to people if someone says something i'll put an undercurrent of sarcasm in my response not always but but there have been times where i'm just being real i've started to type something where i'm like just being a little snarky in response to somebody and the the holy spirit convicts me is like do you really think this is constructive do you really think this is which is a moment for me to die to my flesh and it builds your resilience because it's like if 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 I'm allowing myself to be swayed or brought down lower as a result of someone, me being obedient to God and 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 walking out his purposes in my life, and if I'm allowing someone else's opinion of me yeah. to sway me like that, um, and actually take control of my emotions like that, then that reveals to me, it should reveal to anyone else that you, there's some work still to be done within you. Absolutely. Absolutely. And none of us are perfect and we never will be. But and and a lot of people may say today and this is this is in in closing. But a lot of people may say today, Krista, well, you were you were a little harsh. You know, I, I want you to hear I want you to hear my heart and know that I want the best for you. And I see as well as my as well as myself, I see this for myself. I see us getting in our own way and I see us blocking our own selves by choosing ourselves and by choosing our own emotions. Oh, and like you said, our own opinions mm-hmm. uh, in contrary to what God said, 
we are choosing ourselves, and it's getting in our own way and it's causing us to stumble on our own path. And because we are constantly stumbling, we're not winning anybody else over. We're not bringing anybody with us. We're not, we're, we're not, you know, it's like Jesus where we're not building them up to win them over. We're coming back with a smart aleck response mm-hmm. instead. And all that's doing in the long run is hurting us. So yes, sometimes like here in the South, we say, I had to rough talk you, you know, I, I had to rough talk you, but sometimes in the South, if you don't rough talk somebody, they don't listen to what you say, mm-hmm. you know, and that's just yeah. the way, that's just the way it goes. But I want you to hear my love for you. I love the people. I love the people of God. I love the people who are in the world and I want to see them come into the kingdom of God. Mm -hmm. And because of that, I'm letting you know, hey, this might have been for one person getting in their own way. I don't know. For a couple of people. I would would just use a guess. (laughs) But if if it was, then it was all worth it. Mm -hmm. I want you to know today that I love you and, and Jesus loves you. He loves you so much. He and my niece, she's nine years old, just just turned nine. And she was in that Bible study the other night. And she gave she said, I have a scripture I'd like to I'd like to give. And I said, well, yeah, Mo, what is it? And she said, John 316, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. And I said, Morgan, I said, that is the ultimate example of love and it's the ultimate example of pulling the world in that you would sacrifice your own life your son to save people with no guarantee that they would accept you and i as much as i love you jesus loves you that much more and he has a destiny that is uh, this is for the safe people and not for and for the not safe people Mm. he has a destiny for you he's known you since you were conceived he has hope and a future and an expected end for you and he intends on you to to reach your destiny and reach other people in the process Mm. to show them theirs but we can't do that if we're blocking our own self and if we become a weapon formed against ourselves. Scripture says no weapon formed against thee shall prosper. So if you're if you're forming yourself as a weapon against you, well, guess what? You're not going to prosper. There's right. no prosperity. Right. And we and we can't show other people their destiny as well. So I just want to mm-hmm. end this by saying I do love you and I pray for you and I I'll just want to see God's people living the way that God designed for us to live. And I want to see us do it together as a team. Mm. Well, and um, to that, um, an image that I've kind of held in my head for a long time, years now, about this topic of what what Satan is always trying to do within the body of Christ. He's trying to divide us. He's trying to turn us against each other. If you're part of that denomination, then you're, Oh, we don't do anything with them. And and we've allowed our denominations to form these encampments that no other members of the body of Christ are allowed into, which is actually very unscriptural. Um, and, um, something that it's, we're all part of the body of Christ. If you can translate the body of Christ, all of us into members of it, an army. Okay. And you've yeah. got 
God's army and you've got Satan's army and they're facing the same direction. Now is what Satan does is he forces us or not forces us, but he, he tempts us into these moments where we're, we're looking away from the enemy. We're so focused on each other. Now, if you take that one army that looks once formidable and they're all looking at each other, some guys are backwards or looking at some guy behind them. Like, I don't like the way that you tied your shoes. Right, I don't like right. the way your helmet sits on your head. I don't like the angle you're holding right. your gun. I don't like blah, 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 blah. I don't like the color of this. I don't like the color of that. And you start looking at that army and you look at another army that is all facing the same direction with the intent to harm and destroy the other army that we're all a part of. Would you look at that and go, oh, yeah, that army that's all bickering over there and not looking at the other, the opposing force, they're totally going to win. No, nobody <laughs> would do that. And so I always think of that image when I start to even feel offense with myself towards something someone said. Or I'm observing a group of people who are right. obviously there is quarrels happening. And um, and it, that actually starts to kind of, that annoys me. It, it, yeah. I don't want Satan to get the better of us. And, and so I think the important thing, like one of your, um, one of the kids in your, your youth group said was like, my question is, why are you offended? Why is yeah. that person offended? If you are yeah. feeling offense, why are you feeling offense? And then using the example of Nathan right. hearing uh, or Jesus hearing Nathan's response before he was ever there. I mean, yeah. you know, and, and speaking life over him still not being like, well, Nathan, I just want you to know <laughs> that you had a good chance and you lost it. You blew it. So yeah. opportunity of a lifetime gone because of your attitude, you know? Yeah. So I do think that that's, yeah. Being just reminding like, guys, we're on the same team. And just exactly. because, you know, like Krista wears a leather jacket, likes rock music, or this person does this or that, um, doesn't, we should be celebrating the things that make us different because it's exactly. like where it counts, we're of one accord. The things Absolutely. that matter, we're of one accord in. So, and, and, and you have to be, you have to be happy just being on the team. Right. And, and, and just being a part of the army. Like you said, like just being a soldier. I mean, my goodness, you need to just thank God that, you know, it's like my mom said something. You need to quit being so worried about how much God loves somebody else and just be grateful that he loves you. Mm -hmm. Like just just worry about your relationship with right. God and quit worrying about so many right. other people's relationships. And it, well, God, God can't love you for this, or um, you, you shouldn't do this because he's not going to be able to love you and just be grateful. You know, God, I thank you that you just love me because mm -hmm. I, I could be that person that, that I was, but you know, I was one way and now I'm another Yep. And and the difference in between was you. So Come just on. be happy being a part of the a part of the team. I know Come I am. On. Come on. All right. Well, Krista, pray for people. I know maybe there's some people that not maybe not even about what you said, but they're they're walking through something where they're offended. As a result, there was division within their friends yeah. group or their family because of even maybe their own offense or because someone else was offended because of something they did that they were in the right you know, yeah. right motives. So why don't you go ahead and pray for them and then however else you feel led as well. Yeah. Well, Lord, I thank you for 
everyone, whether it's in real time or whether it's later to come at a later date, but your, your word, your presence, it knows no time. You are the author of time. You move in time. You move out of time. So I thank you that whatever time this is right now, that you are speaking to that individual. You are speaking to that person. Lord, those that are out there that, that are, are dealing with an offense, they're, they're dealing with, with bitterness. They're, they're dealing with hurt. Lord, because that's where it all comes from is hurt. It comes from pain. It comes from being hurt. Offense comes from having somebody either say something more than likely speak negative words into their life because life and death is in the power of the tongue. And so for those that have been hurt, those that, that are bitter, those that are offended, I pray right now that the love of the master, that love that gave, that gave his only begotten son, that it flood through this camera right now mm -hmm. and that that love just encompass them. Lord, that it just, that you wrap your arms around them and you just hold them. And Lord, that they feel your presence. They feel your heart for them. They feel the reason why you gave your only son, that you didn't want them to perish. Lord, offense can turn into bitterness and the root of bitterness can lead to death. Lord, you are not willing that any should perish. And Lord, I ask you that they begin to feel this. And as they do, I just see it like a hardened heart. And all of a sudden, the cracks that are that are in concrete or in stone, that it just start to pop open and these beams of light just shine through the cracks in this stone and their heart begin to, to be seen again and their heart begin to shine again. Lord, all because you wrapped your arms around them. And Lord, I ask you that those that are listening, Lord, that they be able to receive your love and know that it wasn't you that hurt them. It wasn't you that spoke negative words into them. Lord, that you are the author of life. You speak life into us. You encourage us. Even, even when we, we hurl insults at you, even when we say mean things to you, you continue like you did with, with Nathan and you build us up. You encourage us and say, this is who I see you as. This is who you are. And Lord, I thank you that your love for us is so big. It is so big that we will never understand it to the fullest capacity here on this earth. But Lord, I ask you that you help us to walk in it and not only walk in it, but show it to one another. And Lord, I thank you for supernatural and total healing that come upon these people's hearts today, that it come upon their lives. And Lord, whatever relationship that this is, whatever friendship this is, whatever situation this is, that love reign king in this because you said if we're operating in love, then love never fails. And Lord, I thank you for the healing of the people today, spiritually and physically. Lord, for our mental health, I thank you that you begin to strengthen us and raise us back up because you have chosen us for such a time as this. And Lord, I thank you for all of us that a gratefulness come back into our hearts and a hunger like never before to see the what you have 
called us to do to see the destiny to see the destiny of this nation of the body come to pass and we actually get to play a part and and what could be one of the greatest most supernatural historical events in the history of time and lord i i thank you i'm just so grateful to be a part of your team now lord i ask you for those that don't know you if you don't know jesus the greatest human being alive because yes he is still alive to this day and he's coming back and if you want to be a part of what he has for you then you can just say this just say jesus i confess with my mouth that you are my lord and i believe in my heart that god raised you from the dead and just to add something with it say take my life and do something with it. And my friends, if you said that prayer today, then Jesus just became the Lord of your life. And now you have hope, a future, a destiny, and and, an expected end. And I want to personally, on behalf of everybody, welcome you to the team today. Mm -hmm. Thank you, Lord. We give you glory and honor and praise for it. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Someone on Instagram is asking if you're going to be in New Jersey again, because they would love to see you again. New Jersey, uh, not not at the moment that I, I know of, but okay. we'll 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 let you know. All right, there but you go. Yeah. Okay. So Krista, once again, you've got your album Wild Side dropping. Hey, on, there it is on the 29th. A little bit of yeah. rock, a little bit of pop, right? Yeah. 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 Yeah, it's so, going. It's it's definitely my 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 wild side. It's a kind of a representation of of both sides. <laughs> yeah. So everybody, it's available for pre order. Obviously, if you are an Apple Music subscriber, then you can get access to the song Coincidence, which is there now. The full album will drop on the 29th. Otherwise, if you pre order it, you get uh, you you get the song Coincidence, and then you get the full album when it drops. Yes. I'm, right. I'm Am I missing anything? No, that... I think I think you've got it, man. Yeah, I did my research. I need to hire you to, to make you do announcements for yeah, me. Yeah, there we go. Just hype it up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah, absolutely. Well, so thank Chris, you. I appreciate yeah. it. Yeah. So everybody, um, please links in the descriptions to where you can follow Krista. Um, show her some love. Show her some love with the album as well. Go buy it. And then let her know what you think. Because she said at the top of the show, she said, That's right. let me know what you think. I won't so, be offended. Yeah. <laughs> if you don't like rock, though, and you don't like pop, please just spare her. Like, <laughs> it's like. You may I like it. it. I Yeah, actually, that's true. Yeah. You, you may, because you may be like, oh, see, I've never given it a chance. At least give it a chance. There we that's go. That's all I'm asking. There we go. I like that. I like yeah. that. Yeah. So. Krista, thank you so much. We love you, you and always I love you guys on the show. So, all right, and, guys. Yeah, everybody, that's our show. We got one more episode for the week. We've got Jesse Green back. She gave birth to her child and is now back in action. So, can't wait to have our friend Jesse back on the show. Hear what she has to say, and that's going to be a great end to a fantastic week. So, that's going to be at two p.m. Pacific time, five p.m. Eastern time. We love you guys, and we'll see you then. Okay, bye. This has been Elijah Fire. Thanks for listening. 
For more episodes like this, you can check out the Elijah Fire podcast on ElijahFire.com, on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. You can watch us live every weekday at 2 p.m. Pacific time on YouTube, Rumble, Twitch, and Facebook. Elijah Fire is presented by Elijah Streams and is part of Elijah List Ministries. Go to ElijahFire.com slash give for more info on how you can donate today. Donate today.